0: Hi, and welcome back to the podcast of the Doctrine and Covenants. This is going to be a section six, Doctrine and Covenants section six. So let me give you just a little historical background and context to this section. This is about Oliver Cowdery and his work as a translator, but let me uh, do some background stuff first. This is also about revelation, our need for personal revelation, understanding what we should do to receive Revelation since the apostasy included an in apostasy of revelation, these sections are important to show us how revelation is to be received and how to recognize it. Joseph and Oliver, although not yet members of the church, have been receiving revelation. Uh, Joseph Smith said, God hath not revealed anything to Joseph, but what he will make known unto the twelve, and even the least saint may know all things as fast as he is able to bear them. Elder Boyd K Packer said no one of us can survive in the world of today much less in what it soon will become without personal inspiration. Section uh, 6 uh, also this is by Joseph Fielding McConkie he says these sections uh, sections 6 through 9 are the are the four most important documents extant today from which we can learn how the Book of Mormon was translated. Section 9 affirms that Oliver did in fact translate, but that he lost confidence and, like Peter, as he walked on water, lost the power to continue translating. Two reasons for his failure are given in this revelation. First, he had not studied or prepared himself properly. Second, his fear had caused the moment to be lost to him. That Oliver translated even briefly is of great importance, for it made him a participant in the process of translation. He could now stand at Joseph's side and testify that the book of Mormon was indeed translated by the gift and power of God as in no other way. In the winter of 1829, Oliver Cowdery taught school near the home of Joseph Smith, Sr. It was the custom of the day for teachers to board in the homes of their pupils, and since the Smiths had children in Oliver's school, he came to stay with them. While there, he heard stories about the Book of Mormon plates and asked Father Smith to tell him the details. Father Smith finally consented, and Oliver Cowdery became one of the few in whom the family confided the story. Lucy MacSmith Smith recorded the events that followed. Shortly after receiving this information, he, Oliver, told Mr. Smith that he was highly delighted with what he had heard, that he had been in a deep study upon the subject all day, and that it was impressed upon his mind that he should yet have the privilege of writing for Joseph, furthermore that he had determined to pay him a visit at the close of the school. On coming in on the following day, he said, the subject upon which we were yesterday conversing seems working in my very bones, and I cannot for a moment get it out of my mind. Finally, I have resolved on what I will do. Samuel Smith, I understand, is going down to Pennsylvania to spend the spring with Joseph. I shall make my arrangements to be ready to accompany him thither, for I have made it a subject of prayer, and I firmly believe that it is the will of the Lord that I should go. If there is a work for me to do in this thing, I am determined to attend to it." In April, Samuel and Oliver went to Harmony, Pennsylvania to visit Joseph. Lucy Maxmith recorded the following. Joseph had been so hurried with his secular affairs that he could not proceed with his spiritual concerns so fast as was necessary for the speedy completion of the work. There was also another disadvantage under which he labored. His wife had so much of her time taken up with the care of her house that she could write for him but a small portion of the time. On account of these embarrassments, Joseph called upon the Lord three days prior to the arrival of Samuel. Samuel and Oliver to send him a scribe according to the promise of the angel, and he was informed that the same should be forthcoming in a few days. Accordingly, when Mr. Cowdery told him the business that he had come upon, Joseph was not at all surprised. The narrative is picked up at this point in the history of the prophet. Two days after the arrival of Mr. Cowdery being the 7th of April, I commenced to translate the Book of Mormon, and he began to write for me, which, having continued for some time, I inquired of the Lord through the Urim and Thummim and obtained the following, and that's uh, section 6. So let me read the heading now to the section. Revelation given to Joseph Smith, the prophet, and Oliver Cowdery at Harmony, Pennsylvania, April 1829. Oliver Cowdery began his labors as scribe in the translation of the Book of Mormon, April 7th of 1829. He had already received a divine manifestation of the truth of the prophet's testimony, respecting the plates on which was was engraved the Book of Mormon record. The prophet inquired of the Lord through the Urim and Thummim and received this response. When Oliver was introduced to Joseph, he said, Mr. Smith, I have come for the purpose of writing for you. This was not at all unexpected to Joseph, for although he had never seen Mr. Cowdery before, he knew that the Lord was able to perform and that he had been faithful to fulfill all his promises. Of these events the prophet recorded, The Lord appeared unto a young man by the name of Oliver Cowdery and showed unto him the plates and a vision and also the truth of the work and what the Lord was about to do through me, his unworthy servant. Therefore he was desirous to come and write for me to transla- uh, and, and write for me to translate. So verse one, a great and marvelous work is about to come forth unto the children of men. Behold, I am God, give heed unto my word, which is quick, in which uh, the word quick means to make alive, and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, to the dividing asunder of both joints and marrow. Therefore give heed unto my words. Behold, the field is wide already to harvest, therefore whoso desireth to reap, let him thrust in his sickle with his might, and reap while the day lasts, that he may treasure up for his soul everlasting salvation in the kingdom of God. Yea, whosoever will thrust in his Sickle and reap, the same is called of God. Therefore, if you will ask of me, you shall receive. If you will knock, it shall be opened unto you. No message appears in Scripture more times in more ways than ask, and ye shall receive. That was by Elder Boyd K. Packer. Verse 6 Now, as you have asked, behold, I say unto you, keep my commandments, and seek to bring forth and establish the cause of Zion. Seek not for riches, but for wisdom, and behold, the mysteries of God. What mysteries are we talking about? Testimony. Uh, The mystery shall be unfolded unto you, and then shall you be made rich. Behold, he that hath eternal life is rich. Verily, verily, I say unto you, even as you desire of me, so it shall be unto you. And if you desire, you shall be the means of doing much good in this generation. Does this mean to really only speak about repentance Say nothing but repentance unto this generation when the Lord calls upon his servants to cry repentance to cry nothing but repentance, he does not mean that they may not cry baptism and call upon the Lord the people to obey the commandments of the Lord, but he wishes that all they all that they say and do be in the spirit of bringing the people to repentance, and that was by Joseph Filling Smith, continuing verse eight or verse nine, Keep my commandments and assist to bring forth my work according to my commandments, and you shall be blessed. These preceding verses help us get revelation. Revel- righteousness becomes. Re- comes before revelation can be received. Verse 10, Behold, thou hast a gift, and blessed art thou because of thy gift. Remember, it is sacred and cometh from above. In other words, the gift of translation. And if thou wilt inquire, thou shalt know mysteries. When they read about baptism among the Nephites, they will pray, and John the Baptist will appear to them, which are great and marvelous. Therefore, thou shalt exercise thy faith, that thou mayest find out mercies or mysteries, that thou mayest bring many to the knowledge of the truth, yea, convince them of the error of their ways. And that's what the Book of Mormon is going to do, and it still does. Verse 12, make not thy gift known unto any, save it be those who are of thy faith. Trifle not with sacred things. Oliver Cowdery had been been given two gifts. The first was the gift of revelation by which he could obtain a knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom. And the second was the gift of translation. In the realm of spiritual things, few men have been so richly favored. And that was by uh, Elder McConkie. Verse 13, if thou wilt do good, yea, and hold out faithful to the end, thou shalt be saved in the kingdom of God, which is the greatest of all the gifts of God, for there is no gift greater than the gift of salvation. The gift of salvation is given to those who have the gift of revelation. The most important revelation we receive is to know that Jesus is the Christ. That testimony only comes through personal revelation. Verse 14, verily, verily, I say unto thee, blessed art thou, for thou hast done For what thou hast done, for thou hast inquired of me, and behold, as often as thou hast inquired, thou hast received instruction of my spirit. If it had not been so, thou wouldst not have come to the place where thou art at this time. Oliver Cowdery has already been inspired by the Spirit to be where he is now. We may be where we are today because of personal revelation. We are married to our spouse because we received revelation and then followed it. Verse 15, Behold, Thou knowest that thou hast inquired of me, and I did enlighten thy mind, and now I tell thee those things that thou mayest know that thou hast been enlightened by the Spirit of truth. Yea, I will tell thee that thou mayest know that there is none else save God that, that knoweth, that knowest thy thoughts and the intents of thy heart. Joseph Smith said, After we had received this revelation, Oliver Cowdery stated to me that after he had gone to my father's to board, and after the family had communicated to him concerning my having obtained the plates, that one night after he had retired to bed to call and called upon the Lord to know if these things were so, and the Lord manifested to him that they were true, but he had kept the circumstance entirely secret and had mentioned it to no one, so that after this revelation was given, he knew that the work was true, because no being living knew of the thing alluded to in the in the revelation but God and himself. Verse 17, I tell thee these things as a witness unto thee, that the words or the work which thou hast been writing are true. God is now bearing testimony that the translation is true. Therefore, be diligent. Stand by my servant Joseph faithfully in whatsoever difficult circumstances he may be for the for the word's sake. In other words, support your church leader. Admonish him in his faith, and also receive admonishment from him, admonition of him. Be patient, be sober, be temperate. Have patience, faith, hope, and charity. Behold, thou art Oliver, and I have spoken unto thee because of thy desires. Therefore, treasure up these words in thy heart. Be faithful and diligent in keeping the commandments of God, and I will encircle thee in the arms of my love. Behold, I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and I am the same that came unto mine own, and mine own received me not. I am the light which shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if you desire a further witness, cast your mind upon the night that you cried unto me in your heart, that your might that you might know concerning the truth of these things. Did I not speak peace to your mind concerning the matter? Those seeking to become conversant in the language of the spirit who wish to know when their prayers are being answered and when the spirit is directing them must learn to identify the feelings of peace, comfort, and assurance that are characteristic of the spirit of revelation. Each time Oliver had prayed, he had experienced a quiet assurance. Unfamiliar with the nature of such prompting, he had not recognized that those feelings came in response to his prayers. His experience is instructive to all who are in the process of growing up in the things of the spirit and that was by brother McConkie. Continuing verse 23, what greater witness can you have than from God? Peace is the witness that we've been that we've received revelation. And now behold you have received a witness for if I have told you these things I've told you things which no man knoweth. Uh, I didn't say that right. For if I have told you things which no man knoweth, have you not received a witness? And behold, I grant unto you a a gift if you desire of me to translate, even as my servant Joseph. Verily, verily, I say unto you that there are records which which contain much of my gospel, which have been kept back because of the wickedness of the people. And now I command you that if you have good desires, a desire to lay up treasures for yourself in heaven, then shall you assist in bringing to light with your gift those parts of my scriptures which have been hidden because of iniquity. Remember that Joseph later is going to do the inspired translation of the Bible. Oliver could have helped with that, but he had been called away on a mission, and so Sidney was the one to help him with that. Verse 28, And now behold, I give unto you and also unto my servant Joseph the keys of this gift, which shall bring to light this ministry, and in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Oliver did, in fact, translate a small portion of the book. We do not have any information on what pages were actually translated by Oliver. Verse 29, verily, verily, I say unto you, if they reject my words in this part of my gospel and ministry, blessed are ye, for they can do no more unto you than unto me. And and even if they do unto you, even as they have done unto me, blessed are ye, for ye shall dwell with me in glory. But if they reject not my words, which shall be established by the testimony which shall be given, blessed are they, and then shall ye have joy in the fruits of your labors. I'm wondering from that previous verse where it talks about uh, that... uh, what they did to Jesus in killing him, that this was a premonition uh, for both Joseph and Oliver. Had Oliver been uh, faithful and not fallen away and continued to be the co-president of the church, I wonder if he would have died in the jail with Joseph and not Hiram. I think that's probably true. Verse 32, Verily, verily, I say unto you, as I said unto my disciples, where two or three are gathered together in my name as touching one thing, behold, there will I be in the midst of them. Even so, I am in the midst of you. Mother Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Rawling, Rollins-Leitner said, Mother and I went over to the Smith house. There were other visitors, the whole Smith family, excepting Joseph was there. As we stood talking to them, Brother Joseph and Martin Harris came in with two or three others. When the greetings were over, Brother Joseph looked around very solemnly. It was the first time some of them had ever seen him. He then said, There are enough here to hold a, me- a little meeting." Uh, "'A board was put across two chairs to make seats. "'Martin Harris sat on a little box at Joseph's feet. "'They sang and prayed. "'Then Joseph got up to speak. "'He began very solemnly and very earnestly. "'All at once his countenance changed, and "'and he stood mute.' He turned so white he seemed perfectly transparent. Those who looked at him that night said he looked like he had a searchlight within him in every part of his body. I never saw anything like it on earth. I could not take my eyes away from him. He got so white that anyone who saw him would have thought he was transparent. I remember I thought he could almost see the bones through the flesh of his face. I shall remember it and see it in my mind's eye as long as I remain upon the earth." He stood some moments looking over the congregation as if to pierce each heart, then said, Do you know who has been in your midst this night? One of the smiths said, An angel of the Lord. Joseph did not answer. Martin Harris was sitting at the prophet's feet on a box. He slid to his knees, clasped his arms around the prophet's knees, and said, I know. It was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Joseph put his hand on Martin's head and answered, Martin, God revealed that to you. Brothers and sisters, the Savior has been in your midst this night. I want you to all remember it. There is a veil over your eyes, for you could not endure to look upon him. You must be fed with milk and not strong meat. I want you to remember that it is if it is as if there were. uh, I want you to remember this as if it were the last thing that escaped my lips. He has given you all to me and commanded me to seal you up to everlasting life that where he is, there you may be also. And if you are tempted of Satan, say, Get thee behind me, Satan, for my salvation is secure. Then he knelt and prayed, and such a prayer I never heard before or since. I felt he was talking to the Lord, and the power rested upon all of us. Verse 33, "'Fear not to do good, my sons, for whatsoever ye sow, that ye shall also reap. Therefore, if ye sow good, ye shall also reap good for your reward. Therefore, fear not, little flock, do good. Let earth and hell combine against you, for if ye are built upon my rock, they cannot prevail. Behold, I do not condemn you. Go your ways and sin no more.' Perform with soberness the work which I have commanded you. Look unto me in every good thought, or in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. Behold the wounds which pierced my side, and also the prints of the nails in my hands and feet. Be faithful, keep my commandments, and ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And that's the end of the revelation. I bear testimony that these things are true. And uh, say this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Come back for the next podcast. You won't regret it.